Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today we are back with tips on how to get more intimate and deeper with your partner and the history of erotic dancing. I also got some news for you. Next week, we're coming out with a special quarantine edition of this podcast called Pillow Talk, where I talk to other sex-positive creators about, well, sex? (laughs) And we'll play some games like Truth or Dare. Stay tuned. Every week on this show, though, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist, and we'll hear some confessions, really questions and sex stories from you guys. Let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. Welcome. It's another beautiful Sunday. It is. It is. And who am I here with? Mona D. Baker. The boner maker on the other <laughs> side of the world. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We Coming cr- at you live. Well, you know, <laughs> kind of live enough. <laughs> live enough. We are, um, yeah, I mean, we're separated by an ocean and so are many other people. We're at least separated mm-hmm. by, I don't know, <laughs> a car ride. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Separated just by a block and you can't even see each other. (laughs) It's crazy. So sad. But um, we're here today to hopefully make you forget a little bit of the quarantine live. Um, So blessed be the pussy. He is risen. Mm, May she open to your touch. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) God, this is all I'm wishing for at this point. I'm like, who's going to touch me now? Um, Oh, no. I know. I mean, mean, I'm touching myself quite a bit, so I guess it's fine. (laughs) She's opening to my touch all the time. It's it's all right. (laughs) I kind of like realized something, though, about masturbating. Which is very funny, but um, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I mean, I've talked about this a lot on this uh, podcast, especially with you, about the different ways that I masturbate and like how much time and energy and energy mm-hmm. I spent doing it. I just started watching a little bit more porn, and you know, like Erica Lust and Deeper and stuff like that. So stuff that I actually support, and I think um, that are really great female filmmakers. But somehow I found out like I can come so fast. But it's kind of like a a short orgasm. It's a quick, like a quickie. You know? uh, yeah. If if it hap- if there, I've noticed if there isn't that much buildup, then then it's like a shorter orgasm. Like yeah, if, if right? it takes you, if, yeah. If it takes you like longer to get to that point, then the orgasm tends to be longer. It's so bizarre because it's I, like it, you have to work for it. Seriously, because normally I like taking my time, but as soon as I turn on porn, I come I come so fast. <laughs> I can't even control it. Like I've I've been trying to like hold off, you know, and like just kind of stop myself. Cuz I'm yeah. like I can't come within like 30 seconds of like watching a dick you know, going to a vagina. I'm like, you can't come yet. Nothing has happened. <laughs> right, exactly. He's like, ooh, sex. Seriously, my body's like, I guess we're coming. <laughs> and yeah, especially, especially right now, if you can't like actually have sex, then I'm sure it's just exactly. Extra. Yeah. Well, I've done. Um, I've been like dating virtually. 
Yeah. How, how's that's that going? It. Like with new people or all people that you've met? Outside no, of- all people okay. I've met. So it's a bit yeah, of a yeah. cheat, I guess, in that sense. I'm right. not like on dating apps being like, hello, who are you? You know? <laughs> <laughs> hello, stranger. <laughs> <laughs> you think that would work really well with the dudes? <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but I actually, in some kind of a sense, I'm, it's exciting because um there's really fun dates that are kind of coming out of this yeah what what are you what are you doing so um with this one guy i'm dating um we started doing the 36 questions that lead to love but in new york times yeah well what what is that all about i haven't i haven't really heard so about it's this. so it came out like i think 2015 or something it was an article in the new york times where like psychologists or something put together a list of all these questions that Oh, 36 really yeah. um <laughs> that kind of that you answer and they're not really sexual they're more about your personality and so you can ask each other and you get to know each other really well um and right. deeply so i guess in some kind of sense and i think we just kind of like did it as a joke you know we don't take it very seriously it's not very serious yeah but it's, it's, it's something to do it's something to talk about do you have an example of like some of the questions Yes, yes. So the first question, I mean, so simple. The first question actually is, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Okay, yeah, that's good. Right? You just kind of get to know the people. Um, You know, for example, another question is, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Oh, wow. You know, just, uh, oh, wow, it it gets crazy. We haven't done all of them yet. So what is your most terrible memory? Oh, yeah, oh, wow. it's a little... Well, but then you're actually getting to know each other, you know? I guess that's the whole point <laughs> yeah, of the fucking quickly. thing. <laughs> quickly. For sure. <laughs> well, and then also, I mean, this is like more like a cutesy thing. Um, I have a let's get stoned together date tomorrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that going to entail? We're going to both take an edible and then um, I think think we're gonna do we both read the same books i think we're gonna be really stoned and talk about books what that and- sounds like the best thing ever <laughs> right it was his suggestion i mean i thought i was kind of getting creative but he was he was like you want to take an edible with me and talk about the book we read i'm like fuck yeah what? that sounds like so romantic i don't i'm not even like a big weed person but that sounds like so romantic i know it's cute i mean it's gonna be yeah. just like lying around for a few hours um with a screen basically which the only sad thing is that you're not gonna fuck at the end of that one I wonder if people are getting like more quality, creative time together right now or like even apart together right now just because we don't have our normal kind of obligations or responsibilities we have have throughout the day. So you're kind of relying on fewer people to give you company, whether you're able to see them in person or over the phone. So it just seems like people are thinking up of creative ways that we could like bond more during this time than than normal you know i think so and this is actually gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit later in our gospel section today i think there's kind of like an opportunity here um because i think the last couple of weeks we talked about i mean we talked about how to date and everything but i think the beginning of when something new like this happens it seems like kind of dreadful you're like oh my god yeah. this is this is like how are we gonna get through this and then now I do think there's an opportunity in getting to know each other better through yeah. fun, funny questions. Also, like for <laughs> you, like when you're in a relationship like you are, to get to know each other better by being together a lot, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we're, we're the only people each other's hanging out with. So yeah. 
but in not in like a oh I have to hang out with you again is like oh no you're my you're my partner in crime for this like yeah. we're going through this together and it's like it's been really nice yeah um, I totally think I mean um yeah there's so many things that you can do theoretically right I mean you might you might be a little bit more challenged if you can't touch each other right then um, right so I did a, another thing with a guy I I send him a, he's we're sending each other challenges so he sent me a masturbation challenge and then I send him a dirty talk lesson kind of where he had to like translate some erotic poems and stuff. No way. <laughs> That's amazing. So we're just like doing some crazy shit, man. Too. I love that. So I feel like I'm like busy dating in some kind of a sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I just got, I, I mentioned this to you before just got invited to a virtual sex party that i'm gonna go to this weekend hopefully yeah which sounds interesting like i can't wait to hear what this entails this is it's super fascinating um it's by this guy daniel sane who runs not safe for work um which is the um, that sex club that we've talked about on this episode uh, on the yep. show already um and um yeah we we chatted actually this week um, and he was like, yeah, come and check it out. We, they're just starting to do a lot of these online sex um, clubs now because what else to do, right? Um, <laughs> and there's there's like performances. Um, there is – what else is there? Well, there's people having sex at home and like filming themselves. Like, wow. it's happening. <laughs> like, you're going to go and like see people fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is a virtual sex club. I would I would assume that would be the case. Yes. So I'm kind of stoked. <laughs> Interesting. But but do you, do people get to see you, or is it you you're just observing? There's only there's four windows, and you okay. can kind of like jump in the window if you want to be seen, but you don't have to. You can just watch. Uh, okay. Cool. So in my in my mind, I kind of like prepared myself to just watch, but then I was like, maybe because you have to dress up, right? So I was like, maybe I'll, right. um, if you want to be in the window, it's like, maybe I'll dress up with a mask. Um, yeah. And, and I would actually theoretically masturbate in front of the camera. Like I could. Oh, shit. Your introduction to being a cam girl. I know. How weird. I mean, <laughs> nobody will know it's me, right? But like. Right. Of course. I, I mean, I don't know. As long as I'm not showing my face, it's not going to come back to haunt me. Yeah, you I might think. you might fall in love with it. This could oh be your sexual. This could be your sexual outlet for this. You think uh, I'm gonna make some money during this quarantine? I'm like, and I became a cab girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. No, I don't think I could actually do the interaction with the person. Um, I leave it to the professionals, but that just sounds like it sounds fascinating. Who knows? Maybe it takes you a couple of virtual sex parties until you're at that point where you would want to do that, <laughs> right. right? Like. <laughs> I mean, I pop that cherry first. I know. I mean, you could theoretically have sex with your partner while other people are watching. Dang. I mean, you, you could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, nah. And then she's like, she's like, yes, you should, but me not. No thanks. <laughs> but the, th the, th the thought of that sounds pretty sexy, though. 
like if you know people are watching but you can't see them it's not like the the pressure of having people in the room but you feel like there's some performance aspect to it i don't know i think that sounds i actually think it's kind of cool yeah yeah and you can turn it off when you're done or you you don't want it anymore you can get out of that room or like turn the whole virtual thing off you know right you don't have to leave an, an actual party and like drive home you can just fucking exactly. press stop and be like okay and now we can have sex the way we wanted to or whatever without the right. performance aspect <laughs> damn isn't it interesting yeah the new worlds okay. that are like opening up right now <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if this is over in a couple of weeks and everyone's like well that was a bad idea let's go back to fucking in real life <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean that's gonna happen but i'm sure a lot of this will like linger yeah, I mean, it's nice because it does challenge people, I think, a little bit to figure out how to communicate with your partner. Yeah, exactly. Especially, yeah, if you're not in my situation where you can't just, like, pop over to their house and see them. I know. I mean, to be honest, like, as creative and as fun as this has been, I mean, I'd rather fuck every day with my significant <laughs> other, you know? <laughs> I'm like, what are these 36 questions I have to answer? <laughs> For sure, but just imagine all the other stuff you're getting done while you're not fucking. It's true. I've been working a lot, actually, while you're not fucking. Like, normally, my day is just like six just hours completely occupied by of constant sex. sex. actually is a wonderful transition into our gospel the gospel oh that was very good oh thank you wow we're getting good at this do <laughs> <laughs> you think we should get like some singing lessons or something? right um, oh, you remember that in the beginning we constantly said that somebody should write us like a song and nobody ever did yeah yeah, I know. What the? Come on, guys. Okay, you're quarantined. You have nothing better to do. Write us a theme song. That would be so amazing. Honestly, if anybody wants to do anything, even a jingle for like the in between yeah. sections and stuff, you know? I'd right. So yeah, it doesn't down. necessarily need to be a theme song. I'm trying to think of like what the theme song would even entail. Is this like some church bells? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they really like sex. Oh, know. my God. So funny. Yeah, well. well you you know um, the sky's the limit, everybody. So whatever anything comes to mind, make it send it yeah. to us. Um, get creative, get creative. So like we already started in the beginning, I um, I just thought that this week we should look at the quarantine like an opportunity, and I think um, opportunity you know to get to know yourself better in a sexual way and and your partner. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, if you quarantine with your partner, you could just have sex like you always have sex, right? Which is totally fine. Uh, <laughs> boring. No, I'm boring. Kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> but there's a chance to get closer and, you know, to like figure out new things that you like. And um, so the actual news section of the gospel is that I've been working on a little quarantine edition of this podcast. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. And it's called Pillow Talk. And oh, uh, I love it. Yeah. And I started talking to different creators and artists. Um, that work in the sex positive, positive space and it's basically just like a little bit of an interview and then we play games. Oh my God, we should play that game too. 
we play like truth or dare and we play oh, like boy. a lightning round oh my god you should come on you want to come on on pillow talk <laughs> I can't, yeah i'd be happy to <laughs> we'll do a cross one anyways i started interviewing people and then um uh, next week i'm preparing for an interview with this woman eleanor rossi and she's the creator of the yoni empire which is a oh, very wow. which is a very sex positive um kind of like sex therapy space basically and mm -hmm. she also develops she's um develops sex toys for ona which is a really great sex toy company but yeah. she she writes a lot of articles about sexuality and there's two articles that she wrote that i thought were pretty pretty cool for people to use as practical advice really okay so funny enough kind of like and the first one is more for a couple and the second one is more like solo, but it could also be done as a couple, theoretically. Um, mm -hmm. And so the first one is kind of an interesting, it's nearly a twist on the 36 questions of the New York Times because it's called 25 Sex Questions for Better Partner Sex and Intimacy. Oh, yeah. do you have some examples of those? Of course, we're going to go through them. We're <laughs> actually going to answer them. To a certain degree, obviously, we can't talk about our sexual relationship <laughs> since we don't have one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <no. laughs> She's like, what is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> She's right. like, I didn't know we, we don't have a sexual relationship. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, but we can go through them and I think just talk in, right. in the way that we would answer that with a partner or our okay. thoughts on it. Because it goes from very broad to very specifically things and examples in, within your relationship. Oh, I'm, ner I'm nervous. Oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to be too hard on you. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> You're evil. <laughs> oh, oh, anyways, um, fun times. The, so the goal of these questions is just to have like an honest conversation about sexuality with your partner, right? And to like strengthen your connection as lovers mm. um, and how to be able to like, you know, experience more pleasure. And yeah, I think it's, it was super interesting. I honestly have never done this with a partner to like actually sit down and kind of have like a very, very, I mean, I've talked about things I like and like obviously talk about sex all the time, some of me, but to really specifically yeah, not talk like, about our sex yeah. life in detail. Right. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So, I, I haven't really sat down and done that either, but it sounds like it could be a good thing. It's, <laughs> you're questioning. <laughs> or could. Or, no, 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 thing? Say, I mean, no, could no, 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 no. I, I, just, I just don't know the questions, but um, yeah. I think it seems like a positive thing for you guys to actually talk about. I think it's kind of super interesting on. because I was just reading this, right? And I was like, oh, what would the questions be? And I thought, like, that this will be super easy for me, my first thought. I'm yeah. like, oh, whatever, sex questions. And then it starts, and I was like, holy shit, I actually have to literally think about this. <laughs> um, so I haven't actually thought about this in depth. So this is going to be just, like, both of us just riffing. But right. so she she kind of says, like, there's, there's 25 questions, of course. But she says, like, just do, like, three the first time you sit down together, you know, and hang out. So you don't spend, you know, you don't feel like it's like a chore. Right. Like an interrogation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the first question is, what is the purpose of sex? Oh, uh, connection. Yeah. I mean. Experience pleasure. For me, just experiencing pleasure, connection, feeling closer with someone. I, especially like in a relationship. Yeah. Just, being intimate 
expressing love. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's also. I think it can be very much like. I mean, ideally, even go into like a spiritual realm or just, you know, in a joyful space or transcendence. I don't know. I mean, these are more like tantric terms at this point. But if somebody's like, what is the purpose of sex in general? Right. I mean, right. Like, apart from procreation <laughs> that we totally forgot. <laughs> um, clearly, we're not thinking about this first. But, you know, like a really logical mind might say actually procreation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but that's not my purpose for sex. <laughs> You're like, uh, I'm trying to not procreate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that sure, if you wanted to be sterile and take all emotion out of it. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, some people's minds work differently. I mean, I think, okay, so that was the first question, which I already think is like pretty big. We can have like literally a philosophical conversation yeah. about what the purpose of sex is right Within, totally because what if you're not in a relationship what is it what's the purpose of it then right pleasure yeah yeah it can still be kind of a connection i mean for me i really like i mean i, I love sex but i do there is something about the suspension of of the outside world Totally. Like you're so in the moment. I think it can have like a meditative quality to a certain certain degree to me where oh, I'm yeah. just focused on this and everything else falls away. Right. I think people seek out those experiences in general, no matter what you're, mm -hmm. that could be in terms of sex or you find that through the job you do or you go on a run and you get in exactly, kind of yeah. that sort of state. I think we, we as humans in general seek out those experiences where we're just present in that moment and everything else falls to the wayside. And sex is definitely one of those things that does that. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Next question. What is the difference between sex and eroticism? Oh. <laughs> what would you say that is? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think, I guess sex could be anything, really. Sex doesn't have to be erotic, right? Right. And, and erotic, anything that's erotic doesn't have to be sex. Well, what's your what's your definition of erotic? Um, something that's sensual, tantalizing, turns me on, um, in a sexual way. I think, yeah. But yeah. Um, so like, if you saw someone dipping a strawberry in some whipped cream, and you like kind of got like your mind turned sexual, like that could be erotic. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, if you're really into somebody, like how somebody drinks or sips wine can be erotic. Right. To totally. Exactly. Right. I mean, I think <laughs> how somebody just like brushes your arm can be erotic. Like there's and that's not sex. Right. No, no. Well, no, really. <laughs> if, I, if you didn't know yet. <laughs> Brushing up against someone's arm is not sex. Oh, you can't get a baby from that. Um, <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I get turned on sometimes by people looking at me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or I get you turned know? on by the way someone smells. Like, Yeah, but like yeah. random people. I'm not even saying people I'm dating. Like right. a, guy, a guy can look at me. This has happened to me so many times. It's so ridiculous. In the car from the other car and looks at me and we kind of like exchange yeah, yeah. a look and i'm sitting there i'm like oh my god i'm getting wet like i don't know what's <laughs> happening to me <laughs> stranger danger seriously um, i'm like okay should we stop should we no i'm just kidding 
I love it. But then sex, I mean, sex is sex. Sex is sex is sex. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, the act of sex obviously is quite different than, than the description of what is erotic. Yeah, sex doesn't have to be erotic, right? Right, be. exactly. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, all I want to do is get railed. So I... <laughs> I can't, I'm like I don't even know. Does it have to be erotic? I don't think I'm yeah. picky anymore. I, I don't. I don't blame you at this point. I'm like bend me over. Bend me over a shopping cart since that's the only place where we're all. Like, Can you imagine? Well, seriously, have fantasies anywhere you go. You see a stranger, you're like, holy shit, should we fuck in the street? Oh God, this has gone far now. Um. <laughs> All right, next question. What does he? Uh, what makes you really excited about sex? What makes you really excited about sex with me? <laughs> <laughs> Laura, come on. Woo. <laughs> no, obviously your partner, baby. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I think that that answer is very different for everyone. Like, um, with me, I'm not going to get too specific as far as like details of the body even though like mm. i could go into like you know dick size or whatever <laughs> i'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> but i understand <laughs> um but for me i think it's just a way to communicate or show how much i love that person you know like it's yeah. like I'm, there's things that you can't express with words so i kind of use sex as that outlet and it's just a, a feeling of being intimate and really connected with someone and it is a different kind of showing somebody love you know i mean it really is yeah there's um i mean there's so many different things that people do right like i every partner does something different and like in some kind of a sense you can remember mm -hmm. them but like shit they do really well like <laughs> like he finger he fingers your ass like he goes yeah. down on you for hours like this kind of stuff but um i had this thing like with like my last longer partner where I wrote this poem about him actually. <laughs> he I don't think he actually knows, funny enough. But um <laughs> I wrote when you fuck me, it feels like your soul kisses mine. Right. And I think, which is lovely. Yeah, it's just like it felt like a complete melting together of like us and like Yeah, it felt, just getting completely lost in each other. Yeah, more intimate and more I mean in that sense no words could ever achieve that feeling of union or whatever right exactly exactly yeah so that would make me very excited well it didn't work out without me but... <laughs> well that's unfortunate don't, don't need that soul fucking at the moment um <laughs> soul fucking wow seriously it's a different kind of fucking man if somebody fucks your soul you're fucked <laughs> oh no it's also very beautiful yeah no it sounds like a lovely thing okay so next question what will be some early warning signs that our sexual relationship is in trouble maybe i should like to change this these words <laughs> we haven't had sex in forever mona <laughs> <laughs> like never like um, never what the fuck's going on <laughs> uh i i think an early warning sign is uh if your pleasure isn't a priority, like you, if you feel like you're just giving as opposed to receiving. Yeah. Yeah. If they're not like willing to, it depends on what you need in order to get off. But like if you need someone to go down on you to get off and they're not really willing to do that, that's 
a clear warning sign or if you're not yeah. having a lot of sex. Totally. I mean, I also do think that it's an expression of like other problems in your relationship. Probably if somebody doesn't give anything during sex, it just, um, you know, expects you to perform for them. You're going to see that in your relationship in general, probably. I mean, I can't imagine that not showing up in a different way. Yeah, I'm sure they'll trickle down to day to day life for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the, the question is kind of going to go into that realm, right? It's like, what cha- what challenges you in your sex life is a question. And then, um, or in our sex life, it talks about like fantasies that you have, things that you would like to try. And I think it could be really cool to do that with your partner, right? If you just take it slow and make it a more organic conversation than like a sit down. like Yeah, like a sit down interrogation. Like, <laughs> I think like you said, just do like a couple questions at a time. Yeah, exactly. And maybe you can create that. Like, you could do that in a sexy way. We always think that when you start talking about fantasies with your partner or whatever, mm-hmm. these things are can be so sexy and such a turn on. And it can help you, you know? I mean, I think not everybody te- like tells about or talks about fantasies a lot. Right, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you could talk about something that you really like or enjoy, and then two seconds later, you could be doing it. Exactly. This is how fast <laughs> it goes, people. <laughs> You're the only person standing in your way. <laughs> yeah, these questions could put you in the mood. Oh my god! I mean, now everything puts me in the mood. So, I'm like, what challenge is like, our you see sex someone life? eating a hot dog? And just... Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, don't put anything past me. Um, so the next, the next thing that we're going to talk about is for, I mean, more for solo play, but also, I guess, like a man could join. Because mm. it's something that Ooh. Eleanor wrote too, and it's called yoni mapping. And she's talking about yoni mapping, which um, actually I do think you can do with a partner, but probably best to start by yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is something completely crazy. It's a it's a mindful internal vaginal massage. Oh, and you learn the trigger points and pleasure points where you're numb, where you have tension, where it's painful. Yeah. Wow. And you can do this massage. I mean, this is so up my alley. It's hilarious. And you could do this with a finger or with a toy. <laughs> this is so nice. So you draw like a palm-sized circle on a paper. And then your circle, like the circle represents the vaginal entrance. And you number it um, like a clock from 1 o'clock all the way to 12 o'clock. Oh, wow. And the clitoris is 12 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then you start pressing 12 o'clock well right that's outside but i think you you have to go inside you go inside your vaginal canal and start like tapping or using yeah. a, a toy my finger is not really long enough to like i feel I like i'm gonna cramp or something but um, yeah. <laughs> i'm already doing it like just yeah she's <laughs> acting out the motions <laughs> but yeah so apparently you do like you start writing down how much pressure you like in that point where wow. it's very sensitive where you can't feel much where it's painful yeah and so it's kind of like a deep tissue massage or something and you yeah, but you learn really understanding like yeah what's what isn't that interesting no that's fascinating i'm sure you've already done this no i haven't yet no <laughs> i mean <I've... laughs> i want to though yeah I yeah think, no i think after i talked to her um 
next week for the interview, I think I'm going to ask her a little bit more about it just so we can get an idea. Because yeah. I would love to do that and just kind of figure out. I mean, I I don't really experience pain during sex, but I know that there's points inside my vaginal canal that feel really good. Mm. And I don't fully know where they are. I mean, I can, you know, I can do it with a toy and I can start feeling it. But right. It'd be kind of nice to see. But to create like an actual map that's intriguing and probably quite helpful. <laughs> Can you imagine? What if you, yeah, I mean, I guess it could also be your partner who does it for you. Yeah. Hit me at 12 o'clock, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, meet oh, me at 6 p.m., darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. So I just thought, I mean, these are two different ideas, obviously, right? Of like things you can do in quarantine that go into the realm of like getting a little bit um, more intimate with yourself or your partner. Yeah, I, I think they're both and great ideas. I mean, do, <laughs> you know, like talk about fantasies and try out something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people are doing this because the sale, the sales of sex toys are going up. So who fucking knows? Oh, for but- sure. It's either couples getting... Kinky or Frankie. solo, uh, yeah, or <laughs> solo people who need some companionship, who can also get freaky. I mean, yeah, I know for sure. <laughs> There's crazy contraptions. Um, I'm gonna get freaky and make a map of my vagina. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Maybe I should do this high tomorrow. Kind of oh my god! Um, it's probably it's not good for the results. I'm just saying. Probably not. We're going to go to our worship section. Ooh, the worship. Ooh, the worship. Worship is erotic art. And today, we're going to talk about the history of erotic dancing. Oh. And, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Stripping, people. (laughs) Stripping naked and shaking your booty. And then we're also going to give you some recommendations for some stripper movies to watch during your quarantine. Boy, (laughs) that's all I want to do. (laughs) <laughs> You're like, should we watch some stripper movies? Yeah. Um, <laughs> skip the history. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I'm I'm actually fascinated and curious. I've been to a lot of strip clubs in my life, so mm-hmm. lay it on I me. like strip. I like strip clubs actually. Well, actually, I thought it was super interesting that the the art of erotic dancing has been going on for thousands of years, really, mm. and it was l- way less taboo than people think. obviously like all the fucking ancient art that we look at that's so sexual yeah exactly Um, but so actually one of the first ones that is called like the first recorded account of dancing naked you know is an ancient sumerian myth where the goddess inanna i hope i said this correctly took an article of clothing off at each of the seven gates to the underworld to search for her lover but then also this is super interesting this is supposed to be based on the dance that salome did for king harold and that's actually mentioned in the bible that dance Wow, crazy. So, so they're basi- stripping in the Bible. <laughs> Basically, I mean, in the Bible, it doesn't talk about her removing clothing, but it right. talks about King Harold being so intoxicated with Salome that he takes off the head of somebody. Right. Because she asks him to. That so, must have been a good dance. Good dance. <laughs> good striptease, my friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> he killed for that one. I yeah, like it. Wow. I like it. Crazy. So th- this is how stripping started. I mean, mm, you know, well, yeah. record it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I was going to say, I'm sure there's been dancing naked people way before. Well, totally. Yeah. Like in ancient Egypt, priestesses danced naked for their goddesses, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> then I think in ancient Greece and in ancient Rome, um, they also performed um, naked dances in temples. Uh, in ancient Rome, there was a festival in April um, to honor the goddess Flora. Mm. And the the entertainment during the festival included female dancers who stripped their clothes off, which I well, also find yeah. fascinating. You know? <laughs> who strip strippers? <laughs> well, you know, also I, I was um, I was reading through this book because of this clearly that was talking about the history of erotic dancing and there's an interesting quote so i'm going to read it just to kind of show how differently the connotation was back then mm-hmm. and it says the reproductive power of the feminine was a key element of all early erotic dancing however fertility reproduction sexual excitement and pleasure were not always seen as separate categories of human behavior, but were more interconnected in earlier times. So Hmm. celebrating, so fertility and pleasure was not necessarily the opposite of each other, is so different from each other. Right, okay, interesting. For example, um, belly dancing actually in like kind of in the 14th century, you know, in the Middle East it started. And um, I thought it was super interesting because apparently the reason why they moved their belly is because it was like supposedly the source of fertility and sexuality in the goddesses. So oh, while they were moving the belly, that was kind of like, it was sexy because it was showing your fertility. Wow. That's interesting to think about like, hey, I can get pregnant. Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> but like... <laughs> Well, got some kind of a sense, I guess, that is part of our sexual desire. Right. I think it's like, it's like a subconscious thing. Exactly. That, that's well, connected, we're... obviously connected to sex, but even though it's not at the forefront of our mind, as animals, fertility is part of our attraction to the opposite sex or the same sex. Yeah. But then, so obviously, the the, the Christian church um, was not so into the act of dancing naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those Christians. <laughs> well, they banned they banned basically such entertainment. You know what I mean? Um, for for several decades during the Middle Ages, that was not mm-hmm. really something that was happening. There was right. no strip clubs in the Middle Ages. <laughs> um, just strip at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Underground strip clubs. <laughs> exactly. But then by the 18th century in London, um, there was a big like I mean it was brothels, right? But there is um, actually like a big burlesque. Um, movement that started happening mm, cool which burlesque even even like the moulin rouge in france for example right um but in general these like clubs where women would be dancing sexually they were not naked naked right yeah but it was that connotation it was um it was a sexual thing to entice men um and right. to make money with yeah but they weren't like taking they their boobs weren't out like they weren't taking off all their clothing their 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 clothing's probably and most likely is provocative but it's not the yeah. point isn't to like get naked it's it's like a little tease totally totally yeah. and it's it's interesting because in in 
In the U.S., around 1911, actually, brothels were illegal. And then 1937, they prohibited striptease dancing. Yeah? Um, but then it came back more prominently, like in the 60s, with mm-hmm. like go-go okay, dancers, yeah. right? Right, of course. And then in the 80s, apparently, in San Francisco, it was the first um, strip club that started with lap dancing. Oh, really? Crazy. Yes. It's not that old. I the mean, 80s? For, That's when, 40, wow. 40 years, yeah. Wow. So there was no lap dancing in the 70s. Bizarre, huh? huh? I <laughs> Something I would have never thought about. <laughs> Me neither. Hmm, um, I wonder when lap dancing started. Yeah, exactly. Well, what you learn at Pussy Church. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now you can walk around with this like whole crazy trivia. <laughs> I still think, you know, there should be a, a trivia night that we host. Um and oh, then yeah. in the in the late nineteen uh in the late 20th century, pole dancing began to have a prominent place in the world of erotic dancing, which is interesting. So that's also not that old at all. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense to me. Like pole dancing it seems like more of a modern thing. Where Otherwise, did the pole I- come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's phallic. I guess <laughs> men can think that they're riding their day. I don't. I don't know. I think it, it adds more of a performance. <laughs> <laughs> I let off of that. that I was like, uh, how would that be possible? Okay, no, I know, um, of course not. But um, I think it adds more performance aspect to it. You know, like yeah. Oh, totally. It's just like it's fascinating. That's also like that's maybe a thirty-year-old situation of even. So right, yeah. our modern strip clubs, even though it's a it's a very long tradition to a certain degree, even though we don't really have like naked dances anymore for fertility or for um, spiritual uh, practices. So now it's only for money. So in some kind of a sense, it actually kind of sucks a little bit more for us women. Should we like dance around <laughs> a fire and scream naked and like, you know, I'm sure there's still people doing that. Howl and- to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, there's some witch cult somewhere that's doing that. For sure, for sure. Um, I'm I'm joining. Yes, <laughs> gonna howl to the moon and I'm dance naked in the. You know, who knows? I mean, at, at this point, you could just dance naked outside in the evening; nobody would notice. Yeah, exactly. Um, Everyone's inside their houses. I mean, I'm not trying, but okay. Um, <laughs> There you. Uh, yeah, exactly. Gosh, okay. okay. Um, so okay to. To round this up, we're going to do our recommendations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So our first recommendation, which one do you want to say first? You could choose. Uh, I mean, I personally haven't seen many, but I, I watched the trailer and stuff for these and um, Closer looks incredibly mm. interesting with Natalie Portman. She's like this cute little, she's wearing this cute little pink bob haircut and um the scene you showed me was was interesting it's kind of like a this erotic dancer natalie portman and this guy flirting with with her and just her kind of retaliating or like teasing him but also like being a strong woman at the same time it's fascinating yeah because so the the movie was um directed by mike nichols in 2004 and it's based on a play and it's actually um I don't even know how to say that, but it's a relationship. It's two couples and they kind of switch partners throughout the the movie. Mm. Um, and so what you just saw actually is Clive Owen is, is um, the guy that she's not with. Okay. Got so, it. and it's pretty fucked up. Like she has, her character is pretty fucked up, but I think there's something really sexy, even a, 
even though it is a pretty dark movie about a stripper. Yeah. Um, and it has something like extremely erotic. Actually, something really erotic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want me to mention something? In no, 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 because we were talking about sex and eroticism earlier. Right. And I think there's no sex in this scene, and it's incredibly erotic. Incredibly though. erotic, yeah. Yeah, incredibly she shows erotic. him her pussy, like so. Yeah, she's just sitting, like, <laughs> completely straddled, like, doing the split, sitting on top of this thing, and she's like, this guy wants to touch her so badly, and she's saying no, but then slides her. I hate the word panties, but I'm going to use it. Panties to the side and just like, and he's just sitting there staring like, oh my God, I want to touch you so badly. But then he can't, obviously. Yeah, he can. And like, there's a, there's a really cool quote. I'm not sure if it was in that scene or in a different scene, but she says, um, lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> God damn, Melly Portman. No, it's also it's also a great role for her, I think, because we can see her in like a little bit of a different character than normally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then okay, second recommendation: <laughs> Magic Mike. Magic Mike XXL. Uh, <laughs> Two thousand fifteen director Gregory Jacobs. Um, one for the ladies, I guess. Yeah, I loved your commentary that you're like, yeah, the first movie was okay, but it was more about the love story and there wasn't enough <laughs> stripping. But you said like the second movie had enough, uh, had, is mostly stripping. <laughs> that is so funny because it's really true to me. The first one I saw and I was like, why are we wasting all this time watching him carve wood and be sad that he can't be an artist? I don't give a shit about that. I want him to strip. <laughs> you sound like such a man right now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, this is like, it's supposed to be our payback for all the other fucking movies. Right, exactly. And yeah, what yeah. we get is some cutie, not even cutie, some random love story and you gotta see like the way they strip like actually in the second one it's like so much more bombastic because they go and do this competition and like all these male strippers are around so it's kind of like really like show you know like a lot of shows and stuff yeah 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 Yeah, no i i have yet to see it but i've seen enough clips and stuff to know exactly what we're dealing with here there is literally not much of a story it is just <laughs> people stripping. So if you, if <laughs> if you're a lady and you're missing male company, maybe you should watch Magic Mike Double XL. Oh my god, Double XL! Oh my god, so funny! Oh my god, I like it. I like that. Um, but yeah, Channing Tatum, you know, is the male stripper, and oh, yeah. you know, he's he's pretty hot in it. I mean, they're not like nude nude you know no no but it's it's erotic <laughs> it's pretty erotic yeah yeah and it's just like it's it's a little bit like i said right at the beginning of the show like the porn you're watching it's like so obviously sexy you know right. in your face sex it's still a turn on it's just like it's gratifying animalistic level yes exactly <laughs> Channing tatum stripping i don't think you need Ooh. to say anything more about this. right exactly <laughs> All right, last but not least, Striptease. Striptease, 1996, director Andrew Berkman. It is a little bit of a cliche, clearly, but it's a classic. Yeah, and Demi, Mo- Demi Moore is, I, I didn't understand people's like affa- infatuation with her, but I guess if you're like a younger guy and you watch this movie and saw Demi Moore, it's just like, damn. Damn, holy shit, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, she's like a housewife at a pinch or whatever and starts stripping, which is like such a basic plot. But it's, I don't know. It's pretty, she's smoking hot. Yeah, she she looks great. I mean, this I I personally again haven't seen it, but I watched this trailer and she just looks like a badass. And the storyline yeah. actually looks interesting. It's not it's not like I don't know. It's not as basic as kind of you think initially. No, I think it's it's, it's like a good like feel good movie about yeah. a stripper. It's just and also like <laughs> sexy and whatever. And then I kind of like the the character that Ving Rhames plays. He plays the bouncer. <laughs> and he's like this big black dude. And he's also kind of sexy, I think, in some kind of a weird way. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and so, you know, there's there's stuff for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> a character to lust over for everybody. <laughs> exactly. All right. And now we're going to move on to our confession confession section <laughs> <laughs> oh and confessions confessions is actually questions and stories from you guys and answers from us and it's such a lovely category i love it um yeah. the first one is actually from a girl and okay. she wrote she wrote Hey, I just wanted to say how much I adore your podcast. My boyfriend and I love listening together. That is Ooh. so cute. I, think. I love the idea of that. Yeah. It's right? Great. If possible, could you please give us some tips as we are always mourning people? We would love to know any tips on how to expand more on our evening sex. We both work and find it tiring in the evening after work, cooking, etc. It's a big challenge, I think. I mean, yeah. for for everybody, you know, like works all day and then comes home. Um, what would you say? I don't know. Is it is it sexy to say like tonight we're going to have a time or like do you or does it need to be organic in order for it to be sexy? Like I, I don't think it has to be organic necessarily. Just don't make it a sex sex date. Make it a date. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like get yourself whatever you enjoy doing. I mean, if you want to, you know, there's cooking and there's cooking. <laughs> there's there's cooking together and like having a glass of wine and like yeah. playing music that you love. You can and play putting a candle on the table. Ask yourself some stupid questions. That, <laughs> yeah, right. That we provided you with That's stupid questions. I'm take that back. Just some fun, some fun like little games you can play with each other. You can also play a game of truth or dare. I mean, yeah, you can get my sex dice that I sell. Yeah, um, that's like a sexy way of like, you know. I think introducing some little games and just definitely like schedule some time to spend together because it's really hard with a nine to five and everything. Right. And it doesn't need to be like, okay, tonight we're having sex. It's like, no, we're going to have like a nice little romantic evening. And yeah. generally that would lead to sex. But if you guys are both tired at the end of the day and you had a nice night together, then I think that's fine. But but setting up some time that's like romantic and just for you two with the intention of like, like you said, there's a big difference between cooking and like cooking together and yeah. like making a nice meal and having music playing and whatnot. Like I yeah, to yeah. set it up a little bit. I mean, I do think, uh, oh yeah, maybe he pours you a bath. You know what I mean? And you Ooh. take a bath, and well, you do that. He cooks something, or he comes and joins you. I don't know, man. What? She's oh, like, man, to cook me dinner while I take a bath. <laughs> hey, Damn. I'm just like I'm, I have fantasies. <laughs> oh, that's my fantasy. <laughs> I think it works for a lot of women. Um, yeah. 
Just saying. Or um, or also, you know, I mean, being central and touching you like each other um, can go into a lot of aspects in your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have to be in the evening now. It's sex time. But if you're already in the morning, give somebody a longer kiss or just like touch their fucking butt. You know what I mean? Right. Just be exactly. like a little playful or while somebody's at work, like sex them something. Just one yeah. thing. Just to be already like building up to the time that you hang out in the evening. Exactly. Exactly. And Buy a new sex toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about your families. <sighs> Pick up a few things that you would like to do together and mm-hmm. schedule that. Yeah, exactly. And it's okay that that might be fe- feeling a little forced, like forced in the beginning, but it won't as soon if you as soon as you other. guys realize. Yeah, exactly. If you're like, oh, this is really nice. Like, I think yeah. you'll settle into it nicely. Yeah, and it's good that you both want to work on it together. I think that's cute. Yeah, I think it's adorable that you guys listen to this podcast yes i love it (laughs) blindfold each other whip each other i don't know (laughs) hey now hey now (laughs) (laughs) all right um next question this guy this is actually fascinating i thought because he was like what do you think do you think um masturbation or for you actually he's like is this happening to you that masturbation is taking on a transcendental tone now during um, quarantine things are becoming much more potent for me it is like the way i imagine sensory deprivation tanks to work because there's physical deprivation if you're alone at home for instance and less Mm -hmm. interactions with others um i mean i guess it's kind of what Mm -hmm. i said in the beginning i think it's so different to have like um a quick and dirty (laughs) quick and dirty (laughs) masturbation or if you really take some time with yourself yeah, but I, I think what they were saying is that since we're so deprived of human touch, do you think that masturbation is that much more intense right now because we're not being touched at all if you're apart from each other? Like um, sem- sensory deprivation tank, like your all senses are kind of turned off, so you're yeah. you're tuned into your mind a little bit more in that setting. So is this quarantine making... I mean, I can't really answer for that because I I do get to see my partner, so. I think there's definitely um, the opportunity. I mean, I think I told you last week, I started reading this book, The Tantric Orgasm for Women by Diana Richardson. And I'm not really that far along, but I think just in general to, I mean, I already have a pretty um, intimate self-care and self-love practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um pretty extensive and like it always depends on how i do it but like for me maybe now though for people who um you know normally have a nine to five and then they have to spend a lot of time at home they can also spend more personal time on their you know on their pleasure on their exactly on pleasuring themselves so i think that's actually it can totally do that to you yeah i would say so like if you're if you're not touched at all it's gonna be a little bit more um it can be a little bit more intense when you're masturbating just because you're craving that so much Mm. yeah personally i mean i feel like i already have yeah you already transcendental like or um, yeah so for me it i actually i mean i also masturbate a lot while when i'm close to a partner so for me it's a little bit different, but I think there's a huge chance and opportunity for somebody to get to know themselves in a very yeah, different exactly. way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, take some time to 
to figure out how to make your orgasms better. Just learn more about Ooh, your body and what, how fun and what is you that? like. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's my like favorite pastime, you guys. <laughs> you can call it a hobby of mine. <laughs> oh boy. We all know this. I know, I know. Since I'm going to map my fucking yoni this week, so. No, I'm totally going to do that. That's, a, that's intriguing. <laughs> we could totally, like, talk about our little notes that we made. Next <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. This is a longer story and then a couple questions in there. So Okay. okay. So this guy wrote, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me four weeks ago. We met last week twice, which... Where do you live that you can meet meet up? Okay. First time, we had an incredible time together, talking, eating, doing stuff. And the second time, we had even more incredible sex. She still sticks to her decision, which I respect. There are different reasons. For myself, I now want to accept that it's over, even though the feelings that we are having tell us something different. Well, do you have any advice how to get along with such a situation? And then he asks thinking long term for especially myself and my next relationship i strongly hope it will be with, will be with her again i want to improve listening and communicating i really want to focus on what the human in front of my eyes says do you think there's a difference between listening and trying to deeply understand a woman or a man <laughs> that's so a big one i know so we start we start with um the first one with the relationship so she broke up with him. They hooked up again. She still doesn't want to be with him. Yeah, I mean, I I think ugh. Um, during this time, we, we talked about that and we cautioned about that, like of falling back in with an ex during this time when you're feeling mm -hmm. lonely, which can, uh, I think that's dangerous because you could be grappling for each other right now just because we're lacking human connection in general. So I think that's the yeah. easy thing to do. But if if you're sure that the relationship shouldn't be a thing, if you guys both acknowledge like, okay, we're just doing this during quarantine. Oh, I don't, really? But, but I, th I think that I, no, I think that's too complicated. Like yeah, I, I, think I think so too. He really likes, I mean, he loves her still. And like, she doesn't necessarily want to be with him at the moment. That's really hard to keep on like. Yeah, and I think that's a little selfish of her to say like, yeah, I don't really want to be with you long term, but right now you're it's convenient. Like I, I don't I don't yeah. think that's a good situation. I think it could just hurt you. I mean, I think in some kind of a sense it might be better to take a break, break, um, and not keep on randomly fucking and hurting yourself. Um yeah. and, and then just see if she if she wants to come back and if you guys can talk about the things that are still standing between you as a different thing. But you might want to take a little bit of a break to be able to see yeah, that. Yeah. Exactly. I would recommend that. Also, I'm not very good with sleeping with somebody that I broke up with. Like it really hurts oh, me. So I Yeah, no, I yeah, I I can't do that. It's it's yeah. it's too much of a mind fuck. Yeah, it really, it really Ooh. fucks with my head and with my body, and uh, so I, I don't do that. I most of the time, I think for me, I need to figure out if we still want to be together. But then we're gonna have some conversations before we fuck again. Yeah, exactly. I think after a breakup, you need to spend some time apart and like completely cut off from each other to like really get your thoughts together or like yeah. get your head straight. You know. I think so too. Okay, and then he's asking, and I think that's interesting. He's like, long term for his next relationship, he wants to improve listening um, and communicating. 
And he wonders how to do that, but also what's the difference, or is there a difference between listening and trying to deeply understand a woman or a man? I mean, yes, but I, I if you're not someone who wants to deep is like a person who wants to get deep you know like i, I don't know that's that's a tough uh, like me <laughs> <laughs> i had hey. to i had to <laughs> <laughs> but I, i i think just the fact that that is a goal for you or you want to try i think if you sit and listen you're and you're actively listening and not just have a blank stare while you're thinking about video games oh my god <laughs> Then I think you're you're bound to get to know someone deeper if if they're willing to open up to you. I think that's that's a two way street. I think, I think, for me to open up to someone, they need to open up to me. Like I'm not just yeah. gonna sit and rattle things off if they're closed off. So I think that's a two way street that you need to navigate. I think so, and I do think maybe the difference between just listening and deeply understanding somebody is a little lies a little bit in your motivation. Yeah. Um. For me, I mean, if you're curious about the person, then you're gonna already start listening in a very connected way because you're just curious right. about this person that you like, and it's not a chore, and it's not like something to learn, learn in a sense of you need to sit and listen. Um, yeah. I think if you're interested in what this person like their minds, you know, I think this is, might be a difference in relationship. You know, sometimes we have relationships that are very physical and not very mentally engaged, right. perhaps. But um, if you find somebody that also, like, you know, is a good mind fuck, um, <laughs> you not in a bad sense of this yeah, word, yeah. but um, where you're just so inspired by the way your minds like fire off each other, then you you will be listening and connecting. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe the intention going into your next relationship is find someone who intrigues you, find someone who excites you mentally, and then you're naturally going to want to get to know them deeper. But you were right. I think being vulnerable is a big thing. Because yeah. if you're not vulnerable, how can you expect somebody else to be? Exactly, exactly. So if, if the other person's kind of closed off, why am I going to talk about my yeah you know, deeper feelings and and you might have to like actually sit with yourself a little bit and think about what your feelings mean because i think mm -hmm. um a lot of men but also women we often don't really understand why we feel what we feel and like yeah the, the, there's a little bit of work that goes into it to kind of figure out where those emotions come from and stem for from sure what your for triggers sure. are what you gotta heal mm -hmm. um Or just suppressing emotions in general, not allowing yeah. ourselves to feel anything. I think that's a, it's a problem for, that's a stereotypical problem for men, but also a problem for women too. Like I've been it's guilty of that. It's our whole society. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. told, we are told so many things that like what we should be and being vulnerable and open about ourselves is clearly not one that is emphasized. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of strength in vulnerability, so. Oh, I mean, if you're really truly vulnerable and like, hold, like, Are you fully you? There's nothing stronger than that. I think, exactly. Actually. Amen. Uh, <laughs> amen. <laughs> well, it was a fucking lovely, a fucking lovely. Look, <laughs> fucking I'm like, lovely I, I day at Pussy Church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this girl needs to get railed, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a lovely day here at church. Um, yeah, thank, thank you, you for joining us. Thank you for coming. Yeah, and... 
We'll see each other next Sunday. Yes. And check out Pillow Talk. It's also coming out this week or the Ooh. following week, I think. So and practice a little um, self-care and self-love. Yeah. Ask some questions. Map some yonis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You think you can do an anal mapping, too? Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Okay, we're gonna leave you with this thought. Um, <laughs> amen. Amen. See you guys next week. Blessed be the pussy. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church podcast. And make sure to check out Pillow Talk, our new special quarantine edition of this podcast, where I talk to creators about sex and we play games like Truth or Dare, anything from adult performers, sex club owners, erotic artists, and all that jazz. If you like today's show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday. <laughs>